This is Episode 7, Sabrina. Weeknights from 8 to 11 p.m., Sabrina Becker broadcasts her popular radio show, Love and Hope with Sabrina, to millions of adoring fans. Sabrina offers relationship advice and a long-distance shoulder to cry on, sandwiched between adult contemporary and soft rock love songs. Tonight, Sabrina Becker may have her most difficult conversation yet from a first-time caller residing in Dark Valley. Welcome back, everyone. That was Tremaine Berryden's Snow in Summer, one of my favorite 90s ballads that I'm thrilled to share with you all tonight. Before we take a quick break, I wanted to share a very special email I received from Craig in Gross Point, Michigan. Craig writes, Dear Sabrina, It's been seven months since my girlfriend Evangeline left me. We had been dating for almost two years, and my heart still hurts as much today as the day she left. Evangeline, if you're listening, I want you to know that I still love you. I know we had our disagreements, but everybody does. And I know we can get through this if you just give me a chance. There's nothing I can't do with you by my side. I hope you read that on air, Sabrina. And I'd love your advice on how to improve yourself and your heart when you're living alone and don't shower on most days. Your show is one of the only things getting me through these long nights. Thank you for this email. It sounds like this Evangeline may have made a mistake with Craig here, but Craig, I hope you tune into the show every night because I think you need to hear this more often. I say it all the time to my listeners and my callers. You are not a bad person for being who you are. Maybe this just wasn't meant to be, and that's okay. I'm certain that a man with this kind of passion will find a soul that pairs nicely with his. It may not be a quick process, but you can and you will get there one step at a time. The first step for you, Craig, is a baby step. Shower. Every day. And take care of yourself so you can take care of someone else later. Stay tuned for more of your calls and some more classic love songs ahead. Back in two minutes. Ugh. Finally, Friday. Got any plans for the weekend, Ryan? What's the name of that young woman you're dating? The one you brought in here a few weeks ago? Anna? Ashley? Oh, right. Abby. Hey, I was close. She's very cute. You two are cute together. What? She's not returning your calls. Why? Oh, no. 
You screwed up somehow, but she's not going to tell you why? Mm-hmm. How long have you been screening the calls here, Ryan? About six months? I'm going to let you in on a little secret. Men, women, doesn't matter. When they tell you that you've done something wrong, but they want you to figure out what it is, they're just looking for a way out of the relationship without being the bad guy, the one who broke it off. They're hoping by dangling that open-ended nonsense at you that you'll fill in the gaps and feel the sole responsibility of whatever comes next. That's probably what happened to this Craig guy, too. I don't get it. What kind of advice does he want from me here? He knows the truth, but he doesn't want to act on it until someone else tells him that it's okay to. But I digress. Anyway. Sorry about Abby. Um, you're better off without her. I never really liked her to begin with. Plus, you're a pretty eligible bachelor, Ryan. Nice job on a national radio show. You'll be back in the saddle in no time. All right. I'm back in 10 seconds. Which phone line? One? Okay. Talk to you later. Thank you all for sticking with us on this lovely spring Friday. I do love spring so much. It's our reward for surviving those harsh winter months. It's an awful lot like the rewards of a new love after the loss of an old one. It feels so fresh and you can appreciate your new journey more fully. Let's open up the phone lines and take some more of your calls tonight. What's on your heart? Let me know at 1-800-555-3825. Okay. We've got Bree from Philadelphia. How are you tonight, Bree? Yeah, hello? Hello? Hi, Bree. This is Sabrina. Whoa. You mean I got through? <laughs> you sure did. What can I help you with tonight? I can't believe it. This is my first time listening to your show, so naturally, I'm a first-time caller, too. So, this is some kind of love show... Or something, right? That's right, Bree. You're like a relationship guru? I don't know about guru, Bree, but I'd like to think I know a thing or two about love. Wow, that's amazing. How do you go about becoming an expert in love? Did you have your heart broken for 10,000 hours? Isn't that what they say? 10,000 hours to become an expert? <laughs> Gosh, I surely hope not. I don't think my soul could take that kind of stress. No, I became an expert by listening to those in need and learning from those who had experienced great success in their love life. I'm more student than teacher. Oh, then you must be a therapist. In a certain sense of the word, yes. Okay, but like a real therapist? I don't practice, if that's what you mean, but... That's enough about me. I'm so glad you called in tonight, Bree. How can I help you? What's on your heart? Whoa. Okay. I'm really gonna do this. All right. I'm a little nervous. You're in good hands, Bree. I promise. I used to date this guy. Let's call him Joe. Way back in high school, like 2001 or so. 
we were young and we didn't have any cares in the world and we were so into each other. The summer after high school, things were going great except we were enrolled at different colleges for the fall. The distance wasn't going to be too bad. It was about a two hour drive between our campuses. I could tell that Joe was totally committed to me, but I wasn't sure I wanted to be totally committed to him. We grew up in a small town where everybody kind of knew everybody, you know? And Joe was fine. Good, actually, when you live in a small town and you're not planning on leaving it, but my college was in Philadelphia. There were more students enrolled there than the entire population of our hometown. I guess I didn't want to take myself out of the running before I even knew what I could win. Does that make sense? It makes total sense, Bree. I had bigger plans than Joe. I wanted to explore and learn and experience as much as I could. I wanted to make a difference in the world. I had my whole career path laid out. I was going to major in journalism and do investigative work, expose corruption, help the downtrodden, those that needed someone to make their voices heard. As for Joe, I think he only went to college because his family made him. He already knew what he was going to do after he graduated, come back home and work in the family business until his parents retired and then take over. There's nothing wrong with that, of course, but I got the impression that Joe would have been totally okay with never leaving our hometown and he never even considered doing anything else. He was safe and boring and I loved him anyway. I knew that I loved him even at 18 years old, even without a single dream in his head, but if I wanted to accomplish my goals and expand my horizons, I was going to have to do it without him. So I ended it. And not in that grow apart during freshman year easy way. We didn't even make it through that summer. It sounds like it was a difficult choice, Bree. But I believe you did the right thing. My show is often concerned with matters of romance, but your story poses direct opposition between romantic love and self-love. It's hard to know what to do, and there's no single right answer for how to navigate this type of situation. Sabrina, have you ever had to make a decision like this? Almost everyone has had to. It's very rare for soulmates to find each other on the first try. Yeah, I guess. Bree, are you disappointed in your decision? No, of course not. It was the only decision I could have made while still remaining true to myself. What about you? I'm sure you've had to sacrifice a lot to get where you are. Everyone has had to make sacrifices along their journey. I wonder what Joe is up to these days. How his life turned out. Last I heard, he went back home to take over the family business, just like everyone knew he would. I think the business didn't make it through the financial crisis, though. Maybe he left home for good after that. He's gotta be... about 40 now. I can't believe I hardly know anything about him anymore.
our lives were once so intertwined with these former lovers that the untangling of these threads over the years seems impossible, and yet it is inevitable. Look at you! How very elegant. Poetic, even. Thank you, Brie. I mean, all you did was flower up the sentence, people grow apart, but it sounds really nice, and I bet your typical audience eats that crap right up. We stopped dating over 20 years ago, and the guy was a bit of a dud. Like, yeah, of course I don't know what he's doing. Excuse me? You really didn't help me with my problem at all, Sabrina. You listened, and you told me it was hard, and you reassured me that the choice I made was the right one. I bet you would have said that no matter what I did. I don't understand. Didn't you want me to listen to you and give you advice? That's what I do. That's what I love doing. I know this is your first time listening and calling, Bree, but I need you to know this is a safe space for folks like you to talk through their emotions. Ha! I am not like your other listeners, Sabrina. No, I suppose not. Bree, I'm so disappointed. Laying it on kind of thick there, aren't you, lady? Tell me one thing. Was any part of your story real? Why would I make all of that up? Thank you for sharing it with all of us. Oh, my pleasure. One more question for you. So sorry, Bree. We're running out of time for this segment. What about you? Is any part of your story real? Thank you so much for calling in tonight, Bree. I'm glad to hear your life worked out the way you wanted, even though you called with less than stellar intentions. We'll get right back to your calls after this classic song from Eliza Lowry, We Oughta Be. Ryan, what the hell were you thinking with that batshit caller? What do you mean you didn't put her through? Then how'd she get through? Magic? She just willed her way into the show? You've got to be more attentive. This woman seemed obsessed with me, and I won't have another invasion incident with fans again. In fact, Ryan, I'm going to give my husband a quick call. I've got two minutes. Play another quick song if I'm late. Hey, babe. Not sure if you're listening tonight, but... We had another caller that was trying to pry into our lives. She kept fishing for information about me. Just be careful. It's probably nothing, but keep an eye open for any crazies outside the house tonight. Hope you're having fun bowling with the guys. Love you. Thanks, Ryan. I'm all set. Which line is next? Number four? Okay, when we get back, we have Wanda from Boulder on four. Tom from St. Louis on five, and Janice from Banger on six. Oh, Janice is just a song request? Perfect. That's easy. And we're back. Sabrina here, along with all the lovebirds and broken hearts and everyone in between. It's a rainy night here on the East Coast, the kind of slow and calm rain that can deepen whatever mood you find yourself in. So if you want to call in tonight, and tell me about that special someone, I'd love to hear from you. To kick off this segment, we've got Wanda from Boulder. What's on your heart tonight, Wanda? 
Oh my god, you make me want to vomit. What? Good evening out there to all those people with functional hearts. It's me, Bree from Philadelphia, and I just want you to know that whatever you're feeling tonight, I'm going to pretend that I know more than you about your own life and give you advice that's either too vague to be useful or so obvious that it can hardly be called advice at all. Don't misrepresent me or my show, Bree. Mm, careful, Sabrina. Your true self might poke through. Anyway, I called you not because I needed any sort of help from you of all people, but because I want to help you. Ryan, call the authorities. Now. I don't know how she keeps getting through, but maybe they can trace her call. We all know how unhinged some of these fans can get, and I'm not taking any chances. I'll keep her on the line. <laughs> you want to help me? Bree from Philadelphia? Help me with what, exactly? You don't even know me. Don't I? I don't have to entertain this fantasy of yours. And yet, you haven't hung up on me. I wonder why that could be. Maybe you want to talk to me. That must be it. Okay then, Bree. What do you want to talk about? I want to talk about you, Sabrina. Fine. Let's talk about me. How long have you been doing this show? Almost 11 years. That's a long time. What were you doing before that? I worked in other radio shows. Bree, all of this can be found on my show page or I'm sure on some wiki page about me. I thought we could start off easy, but I understand. You want to get to the point. When did you realize you were in a loveless marriage? <laughs> That's a very leading question, Bree. My marriage isn't loveless. You don't know anything about it. Sabrina, I think I know a great deal about your marriage. As a matter of fact, I think I know a great deal about you in general. And because of that, I'm uniquely qualified to help you, to give you advice for a change. But I can't do that. I can't do anything unless you help me help you. When I ask a serious question, one with real insight that virtually everyone in your life would be totally unaware of, you duck the question. Do you want proof that I know you and that I can help you? What makes you think I need your help? Everything. I can hear it in your voice. I can sense it in your tone. You are one big lie, Sabrina Becker. Your life is an act. This show isn't therapeutic for your listeners. It's just you self-medicating. I have spent over a decade helping people through this show. People who call me in good faith, not pathetic trolls such as yourself. When you were a little girl and you dreamt about what you wanted to be when you grew up, is this what you had in mind? No, but that doesn't mean I was meant to be anywhere but here. And what did you dream about doing? Not all childhood dreams are realistic. It's okay, Sabrina. I can answer those questions for you. You wanted to be an investigative journalist, an advocate, an activist, a politician. You'd poke your nose around any little scandal you could find, hoping to get that one scoop from some source you'd happily go to prison to protect. 
You wanted to work your way up to write stories and books that would shake the country to its core. Stories of mistreatment, corruption, greed. You, Sabrina, considered protesting one of the most noble acts of patriotism. You had ambition to do more, say more, be more. Now who's flowering things up? Yes, I went to college for journalism, but the rest of this is just projection. You're just reciting your story from earlier and claiming it's mine. You don't have to keep denying it. This is your story. You're sick. Your website says you graduated from East Pennsylvania College in 2005 with a degree in journalism. Yes, I did. That's so funny. I went to EPC and graduated in 2005 too. Journalism. What a coincidence, but I don't remember you. I didn't think you'd remember, but I really hoped you would. Is that what this is all about then? Jealousy? You're upset that I made it a career and you didn't? Oh, I made it a career. And please don't confuse anything in my tone for jealousy. I pity you. Thank you for clarifying. Congratulations then on your career. What have you written? I doubt you've ever seen my work. Mm. And I suppose your boyfriend lives in Canada too. <gasps> That's uncalled for. What would your listeners think about that insinuation? What does it matter that he lives in Canada? I can't say you've helped me with anything yet, Bree. I must admit, it does sound like you self-medicating rather than anything therapeutic for me. Give me one more chance. Then, I promise, I'll leave you alone. Any word from the cops, Ryan? They can't locate her? Damn. She may hang up before they can get her. Okay, Brie. One more chance. Do you remember protesting the war back in college? 2003? I remember opposing it. No. No. Protesting. Think back. It would have been around May. I think... I remember... It got violent when some idiots from one of the fraternities started instigating the crowd. That's right. But did you go? Were you there? No, I didn't. I wanted to, but I had this feeling like something was going to go down. Emotions were high and... You were concerned about how it might affect your career or your standing in school. Well, yes. I had been writing for the school newspaper and had a radio internship lined up with the local news affiliate. I couldn't risk getting hurt or arrested and jeopardizing my future. I understand. Why do you care about any of this, Bree? I'm sure there were hundreds of others on campus that had the exact same concerns. Yeah, probably. I know I did. But I went anyway. What happened? I was arrested. I was in prime position to document the scene when things got out of hand, but I had to defend myself when the instigators started coming after me, and we were all rounded up and arrested just the same. Did it matter that I was trying to do the right thing and trying to protect myself? I'm sorry that happened to you. Don't be. I'm not. I wouldn't have had it any other way. It helped make me the person I am today. Now who's being all poetic? 
Sabrina, I'm sorry for being a bit of an ass earlier. I couldn't believe what I was hearing and it felt like such a betrayal, but I think I understand how it all happened now. How could anything be a betrayal to you? You've never listened to my show before tonight. I was driving back home tonight from covering a local scandal. A school board member had funneled thousands of tax dollars into a private business owned by a friend. I turned on my usual alt-rock radio station to get some emotion out, but instead, I was surprised to hear a familiar voice. My own. It was breathier and softer, but unmistakable. What on earth are you talking about? My full name is Sabrina Mary Becker. I was born on April 1st, 1982 to Paul and Stephanie Becker, and I lived in Johnstown, Pennsylvania until I was 11. You're lying. My best friend growing up was a girl named Michelle Gutkowski. She lived on West Howard Street. We lost touch over the years, but she added me on social media a few years ago. She's married now with kids. Do you know her? This doesn't prove anything. Well, damn it, Sabrina. What's it going to take? You want me to give out our social security number? It's one six. No, don't do that. Do you believe me? It doesn't make any sense. I don't know how we're able to talk to one another, but it all makes sense to me. You're what happens when I don't go to that protest. I'm what happens when you go. That's awfully convenient, isn't it? This one event caused this kind of divergence? I know a lot of people like you. They're everywhere. People who had passion before they sold out. People who were too afraid to risk something and lose. Almost all of them follow the same pattern. The protest didn't solely make you or me. It was simply the first decision in a long line. You didn't get to where you are because of a solitary day back in May 2003. You got there through a million little decisions, day by day, week by week, month by month, until one day your back was turned on me completely. I know you, Sabrina Becker. I know your voice and this late night DJ thing you have going on. You're an act, a joke, and you don't have to be. Not anymore. Gee, I'm sorry I'm such a disappointment to you. I suppose your life turned out totally perfectly because you're so true to yourself. Far from it. I'm barely getting by. I don't have time to date or see friends. Some nights I cry myself to sleep because I know I could get a marketing job somewhere, writing press releases and puff pieces and leave all of this misery behind, but it would come at a heavy price. I wouldn't be able to live with myself. And you're right. I am disappointed in you. You could be doing so much more. Ten years with this job? You can walk away and use your money and influence for good. Get these people who call into your show every week some real help by advocating for them. Getting them resources to see real therapists. It's more complicated than you're making it out to be. Fine! Then uncomplicated! You have time! You have resources! You have everything you need in order to make real change in the world! Just decide to do it! 
I don't know what to say, Bree. Hello? Sabrina? Yes, we still have you. I'm losing the channel. Please tell Mom and Dad that I... That was... Bree, from Philadelphia. Thank you for calling in tonight. You certainly gave us all quite a bit to think about. My apologies to other callers on hold. We'll get to your calls as soon as we're able. But first, I want to set the record straight regarding some of the points our last caller made about my character. I care truly and deeply about each and every one of you listening and calling in. I live to do this show and be there for you. A voice you can trust in a sometimes harsh world. We'll be right back. Sabrina Becker has just hosted the most unusual segment of her long radio career and received a glimpse of what her life could have been and what it still could be. As she settles down into the rest of the evening's regularly scheduled programming, her eyes are fixed on the blinking phone lines. She wonders if she'll ever find the courage to stop answering these calls. Or maybe she's hoping that she can channel that courage from a special caller hailing from Dark Valley. This has been Episode 7, Sabrina. This episode was written by Mark Zurich and directed by Elsbeth Denman. Sabrina and Bree were played by Monique Sanchez. The narrator was played by Mark Zurich. Dark Valley is produced and edited by Elspeth Denman. This podcast is recorded under a SAG-AFTRA collective bargaining agreement. It is made possible by the generous support of our patrons at patreon.com slash darkvalleypod, including Ryan Asthamer, Charlie Neal, Joshua Denman, Callie Ann, Marianne Menjack, Madeline Denman, and Michael Bowman. Next time on Dark Valley. I'm in my 30s, Morgan. I don't need permission from you to maintain my friendships. No, you don't. But that doesn't absolve you from the consequences. Will you please stop this whole shtick you've got going on here? This holier-than-thou nonsense? Jamie's a great friend, and I'm not going to stand here and... What the hell was that? We must have lost power. It's pitch black in here. Morgan? Real mature. I'm going to reset the breaker. Maybe that'll help. To learn more about our show, please visit darkvalleypod.com.